Hello, and welcome to Roll and Roll. Grab a chair, and pulling up to the table, I'll be your host and dungeon master, Brad Hendrickson. As always, I'm joined by my fantastic cast of friends. How's everybody doing today? Doing all right over here, Brad. We're good. I just ate pizza, so I'm probably about as good as I could be. I probably ate way too much Papa John's over the past week. Um, it's a dream, man. The dream. Dude, yeah. Papa John's. It's all about that garlic butter sauce, man. <clears throat> Not a sponsor. Not a sponsor. <laughs> maybe, maybe if we say it enough, maybe Papa John's. Uh, we'll, we'll replace uh, 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 Peyton Manning. Roll and roll, sponsored by Papa John's. <laughs> Peyton Manning's pretty good. Nah, he's getting old. He's almost out. Do people still watch sports? <laughs> Esports. Oh, okay. I didn't think that was cool. Savage over here. Goodness. <laughs> um, roll and roll is now on iTunes and Stitcher and um, what is the other one? Uh, Google, Google Play. Play. Yeah. So you can follow us and subscribe there, so you can always keep up with the latest show on those uh, uh, syndications. Um, we're working to get on Spotify, so that'll be pretty cool. Uh, so go there. Give us little starred reviews because um, I'm a kindergartner and I just want stars so I know that I'm appreciated. Uh, the other people in this group are more like adults and probably don't care. Um, no, no, I'm, I'm, I'm enthralled. Uh, Easily. <laughs> so go there. Uh, give us a review. Tell us how we're doing. Um, make fun of my accents. Uh, I'm working very hard on them. Uh, I don't have any other announcements. Does anybody else have uh, anything coming up for y'all? Nothing special this week. Yeah. Nope. Nothing really over here. Aside from baby, that's it. Yeah, baby, soon to be here. Uh, How many weeks? The barbarian. I do not remember the week count. My wife probably has that down to hours at this point. But (laughs) (laughs) um, I'm trying to think. We the the expected uh, drop of my mixtape is going to be, I think, between the first uh, and the eighth of March. But in theory, he is good to drop now and could be anywhere from now until like march 22nd and she is really hoping that it is not march 22nd (laughs) all right well we are looking forward to when owen gets around and then in the few years once we can get him to start playing D. &D. oh he'll be great a few years (laughs) (laughs) as much as i would love to get him in before the year's over i just i have a feeling like rolling the dice still might be a struggle we can roll for it there's for that Although, to be fair, if you needed some sort of, like, you know, shrieking monster, I could record that and make use of it. Mm, that's good. Uh, uh, evil cherubs. That's what we'll, he'll guess as an evil cherub. <laughs> I don't want to fight those. That sounds so creepy. All right. Um, well, with no other announcements, let's grab our dice and roll up an adventure. Last we left off, y'all had finished exploring a cave just above the island village of Tumbat. Inside, you discovered a mural of a strange creature. You quickly learned that that creature was a mephit and quite dangerous. Grapim also found a spell along with the information, probably a spell that would have been used to defeat the mephits, but unfortunately, he didn't have time or the skill yet to use it. As they hurried their way back down to the village trying to avoid the chasing mephits, one made of smoke, the other of living magma. Y'all met up with the captain and Azarbo as they were rushing back to try to retrieve you to get you away from something called an ember viper. 
but being chased down by the Mephits, y'all were encircled and eventually drawn into conflict. Y'all were able to defeat both Mephits, both the Magma and the smoke, mon uh, the smoke One. Not the Smoke Monster, this isn't Lost, this is Kawi. Uh, <laughs> but as the Magma One uh, was decaying and dying, it exploded. Luckily, Captain Dagon Lux jumped on the body to make sure that Safina did not take any damage. Drapim and Petrichor, off in the uh, jungle, had gone off to the side, dealing with everything that's been occurring, this new life change of adventure and understanding what it all means. Y'all all regrouped, and Petrichor, you've gently picked up the body of Captain Dagon Lux, injured and broken, uh, with a still very burnt chest, and have all begun making your way back down to the village of Tumbat, which is only a few minutes away. Uh, as y'all begin to watch, you can hear the sound of trees far up the mountain, crashing and crunching. Um, what would y'all like to do? Uh, this way towards the village, and I'm going to start bolting it back that way. Safi's, you know, taking off after him. Okay, guys, there's something else back there. We probably don't want to be caught down here with the injured captain. <clears throat> I like your hat, Safi. I think it suits you. A little bit big, but it's nice. Yeah, I have to, I have to keep pushing it up because it's falling over my entire face right now. But but thanks, Petrichor. Come on, come on. Oh, oh I'm coming. <laughs> All right, as y'all step quickly, um, the the sound is far away, but very audible. Uh, you quickly make it, and you can see the burnt and scorched exterior wall of the village of Tumbat. Uh, the gates uh, once again closed. But this time, a person standing on watch, kind of anticipating, maybe having a bet whether people would return or not, calls down below, open the gates. And a gate slowly opens uh, just enough as all four of you uh, quickly step inside. The gates shut behind you. Uh, I'm going to start bolting toward the nearest person here. And say, I need to speak to you, Elda, immediately. And do you have a healer? Uh, one moment, and somebody calls out, Elda, Elda, come. And once again, you see the form of a older uh, half-elf with um, a purple robes, very similar uh, Drapim. You recognize them as uh, the one that you recognize as Elder Maga had been wearing over just over one shoulder. But this one, instead of having yellow trim, was purple with green trim. He has a, a dagger... Uh, on one of his belts, and he approaches quickly. Uh, our captain managed to jump on top of uh, a mephit, and it protected one of the crew from being injured, but he does not seem to be well, and there is something that is out there that uh, seemed to follow us back this way. Yes, let us see what we can do. And as he uh, kind of starts backing you towards uh, down the way and maybe towards a hut, he looks over at you. In a moment, you will explain to me what a mephit is. I do not know this word, but come, come. And he takes you into a hut, uh, pulls back one of the curtains, and you can see laid out on another bed uh, with their legs completely wrapped is a female half-elf. She's kind of like propped up, um, very uh, very lively. Uh, you know, she's not passed out cold or anything, but is seemed to be stricken to the bed. And she looks at y'all as y'all both come in. Elder. Who are these people? And he says, not now, Hannah, not now. And uh, he motions towards a bed. 
uh, that is empty. Petrichor? Yeah, uh, Petrichor puts the captain on the bed. Uh, you gently let that. At this point, you have not uh, noticed, but the uh, captain has gone unconscious. Okay. I think he'll be fine. He's just sleeping. Uh, Elder, I do not know what to do with him. I am no healer myself, but if you have someone who can get a hold of him, who can wake him, who can you know, fix whatever it is that happened to him, then please let us summon him with haste. And uh, the thing that followed us in the forest, you mentioned before something about a, a fire. And as you're like, you mentioned something before, you can hear something called out over the uh, over the village. Imbo Viper! And you can hear the walls all of a sudden go as you can almost hear what you can assume is some type of viper or snake running its body down the length of a wall and then it, you can hear it crashing off into the woods. Oh man. Uh, Savvy takes out takes off outside to see if she can if there's like a rampart or something she can run up and like look down. There is only the one watch post, or there's one watch post by one gate, and the village is small enough you can turn around, you can see there's another little watch post by the other gate, but there's no, like, rampart to, to gotcha. stand on top of. Mm. But if you want, you can run up there next to another half-elf. Yeah. Okay, I'm going to do the same, bolt up and start climbing up the watch post. As the two of y'all get on a relatively small uh, platform, uh, the half-elf just like... Hleh! Is like trying to like let you in and squeeze, but like, wait, who are you? Um, Azarbo, if Safina wants to see over, you'll have to kind of like give her an assist. Okay, uh, yeah, Safina, I'm going to have to put you on top of my so shoulders. <sighs> I'm sorry, being short, I appreciate your assistance, Azarbo. <laughs> you put them over the shoulder. Um, if you want, you can make a perception check, but there is still seeable things. Cool. Yeah, I will. I will definitely be making looking, one. Looking, looking. Oh, what's that? That's not very good. Uh, I've got uh, sixteen plus three is nineteen. I have a ten. Ten. Uh, Azarbo, uh, as Safina is trying to like adjust herself on the new, much smaller shoulder than Petricor, um, you can. Y'all both can catch the tail <laughs> of something glowing and very much like the Mephit's body. Uh, vanish off into the jungle. As you look down, you can see a trail of scorched earth uh, with little bits of flames of vegetation that had caught on fire. You can look down and see that a new scorch mark has rubbed itself uh, kind of along the length. Um, little bits of fire uh, on the wood are going on and kind of some kind of fade and extinguish. You can see, uh, you can hear the postman that's next to you, the watchman, yell down. Uh, for buckets of water. Um, but it seems that the creature, you can hear it crashing off farther into the distance. Uh, you notice that on Zarbo, that its tail was spiked. Okay. So I'm going to turn to the uh, half-elf next to me and say, so do you know if you've been able to hurt it before? We have never been able to hurt the Ember Viper. Um, Hana... She attempted to take a few warriors and deal with it a week or two ago, but she failed. I see. And uh, what have you tried to attack it with so far? With our weapons. Uh, our village is small. We do not have any people with magic 
or any deep ancestral powers. Our best hunters went to hope and take care of it, but they failed. Only Hana was able to return. And how many hunters did you send? There were five in total. When well, that was just. When did this viper first appear? Is this some like a new problem? This was. And he kind of sits there and, and kind of scratches. He's got like a little few little wisps on his face. It's kind of like, mm, dude, you need to shave. It doesn't look that good, but he kind of scratches and plays with them. <laughs> I believe it was about eight months ago when the Imba Viper appeared. Shortly after, there was an eruption. Oh. Like it, like it came from the volcano? Yes, we had run to the old Bullywog cave for shelter, like we always do when there had been an eruption. As it faded, uh, we thought we were safe, and in the tunnels, they began to glow, and the Imba Viper first appeared. Mm. Who are you, by the way? Why are you on my platform? And he's kind of just like, wait, whoa, 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 get off. <laughs> I am Azabu, I am a prince of Moonfalls, and I am here with Captain Degan Lux, and this is uh, Safina. Hello. Hello. We might have something that you would be able to use. Uh, we're not really sure what it is, but I think we were sent here to, to help uh, assist you, and we may have a weapon of sorts. Ah, I do, I do now remember. We had asked for something, or, or at least... The Elder had pooled money from all of us to see if we could purchase something that could deal with the Imba Viper since, and you can see he now has a face of distaste, Kawat will not send us any aid. We had to find our own. Oh. Well, Azarbo, shall you let your uh, curiosity take over and open the crate since it seems as the captain is indisposed? I think that is a brilliant idea. And I'm going to start scaling back down the watch post and uh, make my way over to the crate. Actually, are there a bunch of people around the crate now, or is it in the same place as it was? Um, you can see now, like, two guards are standing by it, or two uh, warriors. Um, this time, they hold spears. Uh, they don't have the great swords that Haku and his villagers had. They seem to carry uh, spears, but also the point is in kind of like a bit of a hook. Uh and they kind of like stand guard over it. Okay. I'm just going to approach and uh, start using like the, the hammer of my tinkerer's kit to like start peeling nails out of the thing. Mm -hmm. As you go up, they go, wait, wait, wait. But you seem to be in the zone and crunch, crunch, pop. You open uh, the top of the five foot by three foot um, wide lid of this crate. You pop it open and down inside, nestled in straw, is a large crossbow, bigger than one that should be carried, uh, folded up. Um, it is made of a fine oak wood with a bronze um, pieces to hold it all together and a very uh, large steel cross piece where uh, the strings will be attached. You can also see nestled right next to it at least one uh, very interesting looking bolt. Uh, with some runes uh, carved into it. You also see down on one end of the crate a stack of uh, small papers. 
Zarbo is going to start like just weeping. <laughs> it's beautiful. <laughs> At this point, Kathy just hopped down and she's on her tippy toes peering into the box. And I'm going to start like putting my hand over this gigantic crossbow and trying to figure out how, how in the world I can mount that up. <laughs> As what, you... what do those runes say? Do you know what they mean? Um, Our contracts, if you want to understand what is written on that bolt. Okay. Uh. <laughs> it's a five. <laughs> Zarbo, as you once again have no real magical training, you sit there and like, I don't know, but it's gorgeous. Like it's big and it's heavy. <laughs> the there's a great uh, arrowhead on the end of it that you know is just gonna sink true. And maybe maybe Drip will have an idea. Or maybe Petrico can hold this and shoot it and create such destruction. <laughs> oh. Okay, then... Zarbo. <laughs> I'm going to reach down and grab those papers and see what they say. Uh, you reach down and you read through them really quick. First of them are just kind of, it's like an invoice. It's uh, made by um, somebody you can read. Uh, by the end, it says Dianus Illid is where this originally came from, from some workshop down there. Uh, you also um, read what's in the order, and it's three bolts, um, three arcane bolts, uh, dash um, uh, ice shards. Uh, is what is kind of included as information and the crossbow which is just a mounted heavy crossbow and you flip it over and there are instructions for there's also like a mounting piece that if like a tripod that this can be put on top of to rotate and move around um but yeah that's what includes a mount a way to mount it it is called a heavy crossbow and then you have three ice shard bolts Wait, wait, wait. So th this is statistically a heavy crossbow, right? A, a mounted heavy crossbow. No, it is... A mounted heavy crossbow. Yeah, mounted heavy crossbow. Sorry. Um, but no, it, it. you look at it and, like, I could hold it two-handed, and if I got lucky, I could hit a barn. Right, so we're talking about, like, Scorpio-sized thing. Yeah, it, it, is, it is fairly okay. large. Okay, okay. Oh man, this is beautiful. And I'm gonna go back into the uh, tent where we left the elder and captain. All right, um, Drip uh, and uh, uh, Petricor, you've watched, you've heard the call for the Inver Viper, and Safina and uh, Azarbo dash out. Uh, you two, uh, Petricor, you finish laying out the body of the captain. Um, what are y'all doing? Well, Drip. Uh, what now? I'm kind of hungry. Uh, this might be a good time to explore. All right. I'll follow you. All right. Uh, so stand up to get away to leave. The uh, elder uh, grabs Drapeem. He, like, kind of, not like grabs, but he kind of just, like, touches your shoulder to stop. He was like, I will get my daughter and see what she can do to help. But hopefully your captain will make it. Oh, he'll be fine. He's just sleeping. Uh, can anyone actually look at me? Uh, and I uh, like brush my cheek, and it's like a little wet with blood. I shall have, uh, if you would stay for a moment, Kari, my daughter. She is our best uh, healer in the village. Where is she? 
I, I have called for her. She shall be here soon. Maybe I could just meet her. Yeah, sure. Okay. And it takes a few more moments, uh, and you watch as the captain coughs and blood uh, spatters out. That'll be fine, I'm sure. Uh, and then a, another young half-elf woman steps in, uh, watching her pull her hair back and braid it to kind of get it all out of the way. She tosses it over her shoulder, and she kind of, like, takes the elder, pushes him out of the way. She says, move, papa. And she leans over the captain and begins kind of, like, pressing across his chest to figure out what's hurt and what's broken. And she sits there and, like, he listens down to his chest, and she you can see her just, like, shaking her head. Like, no, 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 no. Uh, excuse me, I'm I'm the one who's hurt. <laughs> Shut up! And she like like shoes you away. Okay, I leave. All right, come with you. If you like, uh, you can wait. Hold on a second. And I create some berries. <laughs> uh, these actually have magical healing properties. Uh, they might f- be able to fix your face. Oh, what? Yeah, these are really good. Yeah, time. and I hand you five to eat, and then I take five and I crush them up in my hands and make make paste. Oh. Oh, all right. Now hold still. I'm gonna put it on your face. It might hurt a little bit. Well, like sting because it's raw. Yeah, just just do it. All right. And I put berries on his face. <laughs> oh. Uh, I would say that gives you all ten hit points that the berries provide. Ooh, those are good berries. How's it feel? Yeah, it's ten. Yeah. It's one per berry. I would say including the crushed one. Yeah, it counts. Sure. Ooh, thanks, Tria. I mean, what your name's Patrick or... Uh, <laughs> Gribby, are you doing all right? You just called me Drip. You're Drip and I'm Patrick I think some of those weren't the right berries. No, they were the right berries. Okay. Maybe you need a nap. <laughs> yeah, you're right. Let's go. All right. Um, I've got my bedroll. Uh, do you have a bedroll? <laughs> What? No, we're not sleeping yet. We're gonna. What are we gonna do? People are distracted. We're gonna go look around. Oh, okay. What are we looking for? Like a shop? I, I love shops. I like walk. <laughs> Just follow me, Ben. All right. You walk to the <laughs> and you can see the same silver oak that is down in Kawat. Uh, but but much, much smaller. Though a big tree, small in comparison. Uh, and you can see that is the center of the village. Was there a tent? No, there's not a tent surrounding this one. It's just out in the open. Is it just a tree, or is there anything near it? Um, you can see that it has uh, some type of ribbons that are wrapped around it, and with a in elven, like, little uh, strips of it are have elven phrases and blessings written on it. Uh, I ignore it. Keep moving. Okay. I imagine when you stop to look at it, Petricord's like, oh, that's a nice tree. And by the time he says that, you're already gone. (laughs) (laughs) Um, I'm coming, and I fall in. (laughs) Uh, As you continue on, you notice that the village is primarily made up of small huts, uh, round uh, circular structures with canvas roofs for tents uh, to kind of like make like a tent on the top and then a round wooden circle on the bottom. Uh, many people uh, are looking at you oddly, and uh, quite a few you notice um, are now popping out fear in their eyes as the Ember Viper has just passed. And 
are y'all looking for anything particular? Uh, I want to walk up to to one of the houses. Okay. Uh, are there people peering out? Or are they outside of it? Is it empty? The, as you walk up to this one, a mom comes out, and as her kid bursts out, she like grabs him and like kind of holds her in front of her chest. Uh, you know, hands crossed in front of him, um, and she sees you. Is like, who who are you? Uh, hello. Um, my name's Drip. This is uh, Patrick Cor. Are you are you Dean? Oh, Did you come to my name as well? Well, I just think I should clarify. My name is not Patrick Cor. Man, what were in those berries? Are you um, are you doing all right, Drip? Uh, I'm like a little dazed. Uh, no, ma'am, we are not from the volcano. We were inside of it, but we aren't from there. Well, I'm technically from the volcano. Are you from the volcano? Sort I didn't of, know that. Sort of. Not really. But that's not the point. Ma'am, <laughs> um, uh, I, don't, I don't know. Uh, then, <laughs> um, are you why are you to help us? Uh, no, but we are here. Uh, what do you need? And you watch as her face kind of drops when you say no, and she's like, "I thought, I thought when the the weapon came, we would be saved, but I guess not." Well, we specifically aren't heroes, but why can't y'all do anything? Most most of the hunters they are either too wounded or or they are dead. And you watch as tears start rolling past her uh, cheek. Oh, Drip, you made a cry. Come on now. I didn't mean to. Uh, uh, ma'am, ma'am, please don't cry. Don't, don't cry. Um, is your, do you have a husband? <laughs> more tears begin to kind of like come out and she's like, yes, I, I did have a, a husband. You're so horrible. Oh, dude. <laughs> you played into that. Oh, man. Oh, Drip, Drip, stop, Drip, maybe, maybe I should do the talking, all right? That's right, that's right. Uh, ma'am, we are not heroes, but we did bring a weapon, um, and I think the elders are going to use it to kill the ember creature, and there's nothing to fear. And then I, like, smile real big at the little guy that she's holding. Uh, she, uh, like, hikes him up, and the little half-elf half boy kind of wraps around her and turns his head around kind of like looks at you you see that he's sad and scared just like anybody but now is completely uh enwrapped in this strange creature standing in front of him and he looks at you, he's like why do you have such big ears well why do you have such pointy ears and he touches his and like flicks him he's like i don't know well neither do i <laughs> And he kind of like nods his head in agreement, like, yes. Yes, that made sense. Now, um, we may not be heroes, but we are uh, generous and kind folk, and we appreciate your hospitality. Um, do you know where we might find a place to stay the night? Oddly enough, the only inn that is still open is the dragon, the fire dragon hut. By Dragon Hut. Hmm. All right. Is it a nice place or a, a shabby place? It is pretty well for an inn in a village that people hardly visit. All right. Well, I appreciate your hospitality, and we are most 
uh, assuredly sorry for any inconvenience or uh, peril that we uh, may have caused you this evening, uh, and we're sorry about. I'm sorry about my friend. Um, uh, we appreciate the information, wow. and I flip her a, a gold piece. No, 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 I don't flip it to her. Instead, I reach out with a gold piece in my hand to hand her a gold piece. And she looks at it for a moment, kind of wants to grab it, and then she says, uh, No, you have already brought the weapon. Hopefully, we will now find somebody that can use it. But for me, I think I shall begin packing. Come now. And she drops her son and starts pulling him into the house. Or into the hut. And I, and I turn uh, to the kid and I say, uh, not having a dad sucks. I know that. Uh, and I, I um, throw something to him. Um, and it's, it's a trinket of, of a small wooden man. Mm-hmm. Um, but it looks, uh, it looks like it has pointy ears. Yeah, that's good. And so, and that, yeah, go ahead. And as you toss it to him, he kind of catches it, almost fumbles it, but then holds it out. His fingers run over the head, and he feels the pointed ears, and he kind of, like, smiles. He's like, he knows what this is supposed to be, and he holds it close to his chest, and he steps inside. Well, I'll go. All right. Um, Where are y'all going next? We'll probably just go find the end. Uh, It takes you a little bit you ask one or two more people where the fire dragon hut is and eventually you do make it um it is a a a long structure with once again a canvas roof on top a kind of l-shaped the main entrance being on the inside of the l uh and you step inside and you can see a common area with a bar top and a half elf kind of like slumped over his hand or his chin in his hands uh kind of like spinning a coin and he looks up, sees people, like snatches the coin and kind of like puts himself upright into a, like a, a presenting posture. He's like, hello and welcome to the fire dragon hut. And with like a really awkward like wave of his hand, like gestures to the whole place. Uh, hello, sir. We're looking for a room. Actually, uh, what, two rooms probably drip. Uh, yeah, yeah. Two rooms. Sounds All right. Uh, we're looking for two rooms. Two rooms at the Fire Dragon Hut. And once again, he kind of gives a broad gesture. He's like, uh, that can be arranged. Um, it will be for how many nights? Good. Uh, and he looks at you both really confused. He says, sir? Do you not? I'm a, I'm a male. <laughs> Apologies, uh, sir. I did not mean to offend. Um, you are the first... Catman, I have ever seen. Uh-huh. Right. Well, anyway, uh, probably just one night. We'll probably make a trip back in the morning. One night for two rooms. It will be, uh, and he sits there, a gold total. That's a lot of money. Oh, what? Good thing I didn't give away that coin. Now I can give it here. All right, here's a coin. Uh, thank you. You put it on the table. He <coughs> takes it, slides it away. Uh, your rooms, and he hands you... Uh, uh, each a uh, key. Uh, thank you. Uh, also, do you have any vittles? What? Vittles, like food. Oh, yes, I have some food. Uh, I can bring it to your rooms or to here in the common area. As you see, we have tables, and I can bring it to you wherever you like. 
Welcome to the Fire Dragon Hut. Yeah, I'm gonna stop you there. Um, what, do you, are there dragons here? Did you slay a dragon? Why do you name it that? And you can see the facade break a little bit. He's like, I, I did not originally name it the Fire Dragon Hut. It was kind of already named that way from my father. And now the name seems ironic and yeah, bad. So <laughs> well, you can just rename it. It's not a big deal. I don't think anyone would mind. Like, there's my, no one here. Like, why do you... My father was proud of the name. I wanted to keep it in, in honor of him. Well, my friend, uh, I heard one time, pride comes before the fall. So if you don't get rid of the pride part, then you might fall or the house might fall. This is true. I will consider it, but I probably won't have to consider it for much longer. I doubt anybody will be in this village for another few months. Vacation? No. If we cannot find a way to deal with the Imba Viper or those fire pixies, I feel like we will all either move to one of the other villages on the island. Most likely, Kawat. That seems decent. These are our homes. I have no desire to leave. And he kind of like rubs his hand uh, on the, the bar top. I do not want to leave this place. Well, then you don't have to. You, like you said, you're the ones that want to move. So stay. you could just yeah. stay here instead. The Himba Viper, it is dangerous, and those blasted pixies, they sometimes will attempt to fly over their walls and harass us. They are torturous little things. Life here is awful. How could I ever raise a child? You can move. Right, you can move to another village. <laughs> but I don't. Okay. Sometimes to get what you want, you gotta make sacrifices. That's right. It's all right. I had to learn the hard way anyway. So maybe you'll learn the hard way. I don't know. Anyway. You can, you can go with us if you want. Yeah. Captain's always looking for new crewmates. Right. The captain? Do you have a ship? A sailor? Well, we don't have a ship, but the captain does. And that's why he needs a crew. Well, I know how to fly it. Oh, Drip knows how to fly it. Fly it? Your ship flies? Right. It's not a normal ship. Yeah, it's actually kind of dangerous. I wouldn't recommend it. It's actually broken. Yeah, it's but... broken too. So probably get a different job on a regular ship. Unless you know how to fix ships. Because you're a dragon man. He's not a dragon man. Oh, he's right. an elven man. Well, you have can to... watch as his head is now spinning from y'all's conversations. Like, ship flying but broken could join the crew. Different crew? Dragon man? What? <laughs> All right, anyway, uh, you probably just bring our vittles up, and uh, you can hang on to this extra key, and when uh, a small uh, a small elf creature and another cat man walk in, give <laughs> the small elf creature, well, it's not really, it's a gnome. Do you know what a gnome is? I have heard of gnomes before, but no, right, I haven't well, seen we, one. They are okay, when elves. you see, right, they're small elves. Anyway, when you see one of those, uh, just give that one the key, this key, and I hand him the key. And, uh, and tell him where to find us. All right? And how much for our, our food? The food is included. Oh, well, that's sweet, isn't it? Oh. 
Wow. Is there a continental breakfast? If you are here in the morning breakfast, yes, I shall make sure it is provided. Drinks, however, no, you must pay for Like water? Uh, no, not water. I, I meant things more like ales and rum. Drip, you want any rum or ale? Uh, I'm sure I'll find some later. All right. Thank you, sir. We appreciate it. Have a good night. Uh, good night to you as well. Pastor. Uh, all right. As y'all are settling into the Fire Dragon hut, uh, Safina and Zarbo, you step back in where you can now see a young half-elf woman, her hair pulled back in a braid, quickly examining and moving over the body of the captain, and you watch as he's trying to wrap his chest uh, and have him now turned on his side, and you can now see a small splash of blood uh, where, his, where he's been coughing it out. Ugh. That looks less than pleasant. How is uh, he faring? She doesn't look up and she says, he is not faring well. What happened to him? How did he get this way? Have you ever heard of a mephit? No, I do not know what a mephit is. She right. never um, looks up at you, by the way. She continuously stays focused on the captain's body. Yeah. Um, a, a mephit is apparently a, a small creature that is made of uh, melting rock or of smoke and we fought two and um, one of them they are called mephits instead this is only what i read on a wall i have no idea if you call them a pixie i will call them a pixie we have just been calling them fire pixies since they appeared about eight months ago okay do you prefer mephit or pixie it does not matter as she's now getting frustrated and distracted from her work Okay, fine. The Mephit. I'm going to stick with that word. The Mephit. Uh, well, the two Mephits came to us on the road. They were sort of toying with us for a while. And then after we, we thought we had killed them, um, one of them decided to explode. And that was the one that the captain had decided to jump on to protect Safi. And then I'm going to point over to Safi. She looks there, uh, kind of basing off what you told her, feeling the chest. He's like, that is why he has so much internal hurt. Oh, this is not good. There are no cuts, no scrapes, no broken bones that I can deal with. And I have no magic. I do not know how much longer your captain has. Is there anything to be done from our end? Anything that we could gather? Anything to... I don't know. Anything? No, there... Used to be an old artifact in the village, a necklace that could heal, but it has gone missing for about two decades now. If we had that, Ooh. we could have helped him. Do you remember anything else about this necklace? How it disappeared? Who might have taken it? <clears throat> All we know about the necklace is that it was part of a string of thefts. About 20 years ago, we never found out who the thief was or where he hid everything away. Probably sold it at the Fountain Market long ago. I see. Okay. Uh, is the elder still in the room? Uh, yes, he seems to kind of be watching over and kind of commenting along the way with his daughter's work. Okay. Every now and then she'd be like, shut up, shut up, I know what I'm doing. <laughs> okay. Uh, Elda... I may have gotten curious and opened your package. Um, you have quite a formidable 
weapon that perhaps could be used to take down the Ember Viper. Um, but the second you say weapon, the lady that had been laid out pops up and she says, It is here. It is here. And she like tries to move her leg and then she like, pain, 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 can't do anything with it and like lays back out and grunts frustratedly. Staffy goes up to her and says, What's what's wrong with your legs? It was attacked by the Imba Viper. He almost beat it completely <laughs> off, or it. It did a lot of burns. Oh. Um, so knowing that she's already tried to heal the captain and it didn't, you know, seem to really have an effect, she's going to place her hands over this woman's legs and try and cast Cure Wounds on her. Yeah. Uh, go ahead and roll it. Roll my D8. Where's my shiny one? Shiny one, shiny one, shiny one. Three plus five is... Wait, do I have that one? Yes, eight. So an eight total? Yes, eight total. Wow. Last Uh, time. And yeah, just like last time, you place your hand over and she like braces for the pain and then like, oh, oh, that, that feels good. That, what are you doing? It feels fantastic and she looks down and she can see the green energy uh, uh, slowly in little waves washing over her leg and she kind of bends it and she still scrunches with pain but it seems to have more motion suddenly oh good good I'm glad you can do it a little bit better Um, I tried I tried with the captain and it didn't it didn't seem to have an effect um but I'm glad that I could uh, make it a little bit easier for you to move your legs. Thank you. Uh, and at this point, Kari like whips around to see what you were doing, wide-eyed, looking at you like, "How did you do that?" It, it just, it just comes to me. I feel, I feel the magic. And she th- grabs your hands and like looks at your hands. Your tiny, which both hands are very tiny in her palms, and she's like yeah. overly examining them, like okay, awkward, but she's right up in her face, looking at your palms. Um, yeah. You see anything there? I think they're just normal hands. I just can use them to do special things sometimes. And Azarbo is gonna start like sticking his hands out and little motions trying to get some Heelys out of it. Uh, as you go over to uh, one of the bodies and you put out your hands and you focus for a moment, wiggle your fingers, nothing happens. Um, Sappy, with this girl looking at her hands, Sappy uh, uses her minor illusion cantrip and makes a... Uh, a little butterfly appear resting on the palm of one of her hands. She oh, and then lets the thing rest there, and she like touches it with a finger, and then the passes through because, the illusion. Right yep. Where did you learn all this? Are you trained? I have a little training. There was an elder in my village who who taught me um, his druidic ways. Is there no one like that here? No, we do not have anybody of such great skill. Savvy's a little blown away right now. She wouldn't consider that great skill. That's a little 
Intimidating as they would consider that great skill. It's just a butterfly. And with another cough, uh, you hear the captain all of a sudden wheeze with a big gasp. <sighs> oi, oi, who's who's that? And you hear him try to like roll over onto his back, and Kari quickly grabs him and holds him to where he's laying on his side. Who, who are you? I don't remember meeting you last night. And he tries to crack a smile. Uh, as a captain, <laughs> Staffy's um, eyes go really wide. <laughs> uh, captain, uh, how are you feeling? I've had better days. I think I might have had worse. <clears throat> or not. I, don't I would be very impressed. Uh, I would be very impressed if you had worse days than this one. But. It seems that you are in better shape than we first had you. Uh, maybe. <clears throat> More blood uh, comes out with each cough. You should probably use your strength to rest. Yeah, I probably should. Uh, how how Safi and, and Drip and Petrichor, how's everybody? Are they okay? Yes. It seems everyone is fine. Everyone got to the village okay, and um, the creatures actually died after you uh, decided to, you know, do your thing that uh, got you almost killed and such. Not, not very bright of me, was that? No, no, but it was very captainly. Thank you. And with that, you watch as a genuine smile crosses his face as he just got called a good captain. Um, he says there's a since uh, since I might be a little bedridden for a little bit reach do I still have my coat uh, you can see that he still has his coat uh, wrapped around him you still have your coat and I believe Safi still has your hat yep here it is and I hand it up to his arbo and I'll just pass it to him the the captain kind of like grabs his hat and uh, puts it kind of like down by his waist, away from his uh, wounded chest, and, and he slowly puts a hand into one of his coat pockets and pulls out a small uh, disc-like shape, but with a round uh, gem in the middle, probably about three inches in diameter. Uh, it is made of brass and some type of black uh, uh, gem. And he passes it over. He's like, it's, it's the key to the Harlequin. Uh, she, it, she won't fly without this. Just put it in the navigation wheel and, and she'll get off the ground, no problem. But I figured somebody ought to have this until I feel better. Uh, thank you for, for... Thank you, Captain. I appreciate it. But uh, hopefully I will only be holding on to this for a very short time. Yeah, it better be only a short time. That's my girl you're taking control of. I do not remember seeing a girl on board aside from Safi, but this is this is an interesting thought. Okay. Um <laughs> I will <laughs> I I will take care of it. Good. And he's gonna tuck it like up inside of his, his shirts under his armor and all that, so it's nestled close. 
All right. Um, well, it, if you see anybody else, tell them to be more careful. Uh, I don't want to see anybody else get hurt. Y'all are my crew. I oh, know I'm not the best captain and all. <coughs> more blood. But uh, I, I just wanted you all to be safe. Sorry I didn't tell you everything. But hopefully now we'll work it <coughs> all out. It is okay. You did not have to tell us everything. I opened the box. And... Uh... Oh, 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 oh. <laughs> oh, whatever. We're already here. It's fine. You should have told me it was a giant crossbow. It was beautiful. That's what it is. <laughs> I, I really wasn't sure. You never opened the box? No, I never opened <clears throat> the box. It is my job. I don't don't look at the package. It can get you in trouble. Trust me, it can get you in trouble. <clears throat> You're fascinating, Captain, and I do not understand you. But for now, rest. I think we will uh, see if we can help the village prepare for this thing that they, uh, well, seem to have trouble dealing with. All right, well, we'll tell everybody hello for me and tell them to keep their, their heads on straight, all right? Captain's orders. Captain's orders. As you wish. Your will, my hands. Safi salutes him as she walks out. Okay. And with that, the captain looks at you and, like, doesn't complete a salute, but, like, with his hand kind of mm -hmm. gestures a salute. And then when you watch him close his eyes and Kari begins tending to him once more. Okay. I'm going to turn over to the elder. Um, so your package... It's, um, it appears it needs a little bit of assembly. And I have an idea, if you are open to it. What is your idea, uh, Isarbo, correct? Yes. Um, and pardon me, I, I think I misunderstood your name earlier. I have, uh, I heard something Uno. Ana Kono. Ana Kono. A-N-A-K-O-N-U. Ana Kono. Okay. Um, yeah, so very nice to have a longer moment to meet with you. But um, you have there essentially a very large crossbow. Yes, it I, is what I ordered. Yes. Um, I am a bit of a specialist in crossbows and in, in tinkering with things. My thought is that if we take this crossbow and equip it on top of one of your um, watchtowers that we could have a vantage point and this way you have a way to fire down on the Ember Viper without actually being uh, within reach of the Ember Viper. This is a possibility. Um, we will look into it. Do you have any other ideas? You seem like a warrior. Uh, that would be accurate. Um, how many men do you have left who can Wield a spear. You reckon the wield a spear? Six. Six as in the number after five. Yes, six and, well, seven if you <clears throat> include myself. But my ears are quite up there. And my sword arm is not as strong. But I will fight to protect my village. I see. Okay. Um... 
if I may, I would suggest that you build as many as many towers as you can to surround your village, that you give as many vantage points as possible to your defenders, although it may make sense to... It may make sense to bait this creature to a specific place so that you may trap it and kill it there. And that place may... Uh, the best place may be barely within the walls of the village. Inside the village? You suggest that we let it in? Not entirely. But what I'm suggesting is essentially um, that we create a trap just within the gates that you allowed us to enter through. You create another wall, one that is not visible from the outside. I don't know. Can the creature see over the gate? Over the wall? I believe if it stood at its full length, maybe, but it is a snake and I do not believe it can climb up the sides. So no, peering inside, I do not will be, believe will be a thing. That is good. Then my thought is, yes, we build a bit of a, a pen for it inside the gate. Make it very, very hard to see from the outside, only where he would know it, only if he entered through the gate. You set your giant crossbow on your watchtower and when it enters that pen, you have all of your men who can wield a spear, throwing spears, all of the, the men who is equipping that, or who is using the crossbow, firing down, and then myself and my friends could be of assistance as well. You are staying. There's no point in leaving. Well, there's something fun to do. I did not believe you'd, someone would call this fun, but yes, it is something to do. I will keep this in mind and speak to Hannah about it. She said she had a plan of her own as well. This one would perhaps take a little bit of time to set up and would require a little bit of um, carpentry, so it may not be the best option for now. It is only something that I offer as a thought. Uh, uh, it does sound like it would take some preparation, but maybe maybe it will be the right idea. I will bring it to Hannah when she feels a little bit better. But for now, that woman needs her rest. Mm -hmm. Then uh, would you have me leave the package as it is then? Yes. Or can I... Okay. Did you have something you wanted to do with it? There are oh, innumerable things I want to do with that, but I will leave it if you wish for now. I shall take it for now and move it into Hannah's old hut and let it be there. Uh, probably to the hunter's hut would probably be even better, but I will leave it there. If you truly need to see it, um, just go there and uh, you may take a look at it. It will probably be a good idea to have somebody who understands it well. I appreciate this. Thank you very much. Um, and small one, he looks down at you, Safina, as y'all are all mm -hmm. kind of walking. Thank you for what you did for Hannah's leg. She would probably be still lame for many more moons if you had not already given her help. Hopefully, now she can walk soon. 
Of course, of course. Any anything we can do to help you out, I would, I would hate to see the destruction of this village come about. Thank you. Many of us are working hard to make sure that does not come to pass. Um, do you happen to have a place of accommodation that we may make use of? The Fire Dragon Hut is one. There is also our last hot spring that is available. The Spring Inn. And what would you say is the cheaper or better of the two? Uh, the Fire Dragon Hut. Anton, for all of his antics, makes a great host. Fire dragon. Sounds good to me. Okay. Uh, excellent. Then we will go that way. Thank you for taking care of our captain. And he walks you uh, over to the fire dragon hut where he steps inside. And the second he walks in, or y'all walk in first, and Anton once again pops up into like a presentatory kind of like a, a gesture. And mm -hmm. the elder walks in, and he goes like snap full attention, like, ah, hello, elder Anakuno, how are you? And kind of does like a little bow. And the elder kind of waves off his hand. He's like, I am fine, and so is Kari. Do not worry. She is busy at work. I'm sure she will find time to say hello. You make sure that these two guests find rooms and free of charge Ooh. And, the cat and the elder steps out that was nice of him that was very nice of him but um i would like to hear a story and i would also like to you know offer you a little something for your time why is this called a fire dragon in hat uh, my father he was fascinated by dragons and thought it was an appropriate name for living such near a volcano he thought he could maybe strike up some fairy tales and myths for people to believe about the hut or any items that we had inside of it but alas this never came to pass i see and um you are hitting on the elder's daughter and you watch as he goes bright red. Oh no 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 no! no I do not, I do not hit on the elder's daughter. No, uh, she yes, she is very very pretty uh, and lovely with her hair, also nice. Ah oh, no no no! I do not hit on the no no. I no. have you taken her flowers? Maybe. If you haven't, you should do that. Not like right now, but girls in general like flowers. And if you have, and she did not like it, then stop. It is creepy. Uh, yes, uh, good, good advice. Um, and Petricor and Drapim, y'all have been sitting there eating some food, watching this uh, conversation go on. Oh, we took our food to our room, actually. Okay, no more so yeah, yeah, sorry. Yeah, sorry. Um, I dearly wish I was there, but no. <laughs> <Just that. laughs> yeah. Uh, can you show... Us to our rooms, please. Uh, yes, right this way. And he takes you to a room. Uh, and uh, is, uh, this is a key. I believe you are here with uh, another cat person and a large something? What is oh. it? Uh, it is a Fearborg. And uh, we prefer Tabaxi. Tabaxi. 
I've been told that cat person is actually a person who likes cats and we are very much not, well, simply humans that like cats. You could consider me a cat person. And he looks at you he's like, cat person, cat person? <laughs> and he's like, got it. Yeah, tabaxi. Tabaxi, yes, uh, yes, of course. Okay, good. Your pronunciation does not suck. Excellent, thank you. <laughs> and he hands you the key to that room. I shall have food brought for you shortly. Thank you. Um, what room are the other two in? And he gestures Something right else. behind him. He's like, this room right here, your uh, compatriots should be there now. Unless they have snuck out. Thank you. Am I going knock on their door? Uh, Brad, what does it look like in the room? As when y'all originally stepped in, you can see yes. uh, on either side of the wall canvas cots uh, with a basket, uh, a, some type of um, uh, using a bark or thin slits of wood baskets, uh, one in each corner along with two dressers. It's a fairly simple room. It has a window in the back kind of opposite of the door. Uh, there is also a piece of brass that has been polished to be a mirror and it sits on the wall um, but other than that it is okay. a fairly simple space cool and you just knocked on the door is that right mm -hmm. oh oh what was that uh, uh come here i reach up and open the door mm -hmm. how'd you guys make it here before us oh hey sevy uh oh, hey what's up well we walked here drip what is on your face are you hurt? Uh, no, not anymore. What's on your face then? It's, it's I called reach a. Up and touch my face. It's called a pul. Oh god. Yeah, and you can feel the the berry uh, poultice still on your face. There's there's the word. It's called a poultice, Safi. It's made of berries. It feels pretty good. Does it help? Yeah, cool. Of feel, course, it helps. Feel wonderful. Okay, you just soothing. Looked like you couldn't eat your food properly. Wow. Just Shabby, <laughs> <laughs> um, that wasn't very nice. I think you need to apologize. I didn't mean it rudely. I was concerned. Jeff, are you offended? I was a minute ago, but now I'm not. All right, never mind. You don't have to apologize. He's not offended anymore. Trip, I did not mean <clears throat> to offend you at all. I'm sorry if you took offense to my question. Uh, I accept your apology. You guys ate without us, though? Uh, no, they were just berries that... Well, they, they tasted really great. They satisfied my hunger, but... Uh, uh, no. So, yes, we did, <laughs> but not like a meal. Oh, okay. We're having food brought up. Oh, really? Wasn't he supposed to bring us food? I don't think he ever came. He Did might have forgotten about us. Oh, never mind. He did come. Oh, food. <laughs> <laughs> is it like a burrito or is it more of like sandwiches or something? It is. Uh, Y'all have been eating on uh, pork and various uh, vegetables uh, with a piece of fruit as well. How would you How would you say it tastes, Brad? Is it good or bad? It's or medium. Fairly well done. Um, it. Uh, it both are medium, so they're not very okay. well. 
okay. they're seasoned pretty okay. Uh, it's nothing five star, but you're like a hot meal after the past two days. Yep, mm-hmm. this is good. This is good. Yeah, it's pretty good to have eat, uh, especially the pork. It's like, uh, I think they call it barbecue. <laughs> yeah, now you're just spouting nonsense, Petricor. No, I promise. It's a word. <laughs> he does make up words sometimes. That's not true. Only one. What word did you make up? Nothing. I can't say. You have to pay a coin, a gold coin, if you want to know. That's true. Or you have to pay it in friendship. Well, friendship is free. Don't be ridiculous, Drip. You can buy friendship. Right. Read a book sometime. <laughs> <You're>... <laughs> he's like, I look up at his arm and like, what did we miss? Um, uh, I'm just going to shrug back. I have us? no idea. Um, we're just eating and then we're going to go to sleep. That's okay. I'll, I'll take my food in my own room and go to sleep. Do you guys, did you make any plans for tomorrow? We plan to wake up. Well, we figured we'd be heading back. I don't see why not. But but these people. Yeah, they're moving. They're going to go with us. Yeah, there might be a guy joining the crew. We're not sure, though. He seemed a little bit edgy. He just, but he did bring his food, so. Yeah, he's a nice guy. No, but. You recruited the, you recruited Anton? Is Who's Anton? Is that his name? Well, I don't know. He's he he was a man though. Yeah. The man in the front of the building. Oh yeah, that guy. Yep. He said he might want to join the ship. Yeah, he said he was leaving soon. Right. He wants to have kids though, so I don't know how long he's gonna be around. Well, I I don't think he'll actually move. I think he has a reason to stay here. Well, what about the giant snake? Plus, I haven't seen a wife around here, so. Right. So he's but he is sitting on the elder's daughter. And? Oh. You met the elder's daughter. Oh, that, that snippy chick. She wasn't very nice. Yeah, I didn't like her. She was working. Yeah. Cut her some slack. She was trying to heal the captain. She didn't heal me. She could have been nicer. It's bedside manner. It's like 90% of the job. Yes, but her patient was, you know, unconscious, so... Yeah, there is that. Well. well, anyway, tomorrow we figure we just make our way back. What are you guys going to do? No, but but Petricor, these people, they need help. You know, Sefi, my people need help. And I've been specifically attached by them, and they're counting on me. And my passion is for magic, and there's none here. Well, we saw some up in the cave, and if we could, if we could somehow help them kill this Ember Viper, there were other tunnels that we didn't get to explore. There may be other magic in the caves. And have you ever heard of an Ember Viper in the Moonfalls? You have a creature which does not exist on our end of the world. You have the opportunity to see it up close. That doesn't sound great, though. Like. No, but if we kill it, then you can look at it at your leisure, and then you can see exactly what it does. Ooh, you think it's valuable if we killed it? Mm, I don't know. They also named everything different names, so maybe it's just something. Maybe it's a dragon. Maybe we already know it. I don't think we should mess with a dragon. 
I'm sure a giant fire snake would fetch a very good price. Like how much? Is Drip, have you ever seen a giant serpent that is all on fire with a spiked tail? Ever. That sounds horrible. Is it magic? Or just like a regular creature? It's just on fire, right? It, it could it, have magic. Is it magic fire? We don't, I don't know. know. I already have. But this is the whole point. You do not know. And you may not find out. But there is knowledge to be had. And I'll, a great I'll story. Look at it. But why would I fight it? Because then you can kill it and you can find out all sorts of things about it. Hmm. Are you do you remember when do you remember hunting? And you could stalk through the forest and you could, you know, sneak up on little peccaries and you could kill them and then you could find out all sorts of things. If it was a boy, if it was a girl, if it was eating well, if it was eating poorly, what it had been eating. Imagine doing the same thing with this creature. That just doesn't sound as fun. You're talking about murdering something so you can see if it's a boy or girl. I don't know if I <laughs> Trip, that's, that, that's aside from the point. These people have nothing. seems like his whole point. <laughs> so many of them have been killed trying to defend their village. Well, it sounds like they were kind of encroaching on the, on the snake's territory. No, no, the snake. This ember viper only appeared about eight months ago. Eight months ago. Maybe we should find out why it's here instead of. It killed. appeared with a volcano erupted a little bit. Oh, is a volcano active? I don't think that's very safe. Well, it's... perhaps not. Is it the only one here? Is there more of those, those other things? If all that's here, what? The... Not just more, but he mentioned that he had brothers and. All right. Are we gonna eradicate their kind? Just... All right. I think I think we should all sleep on it, and then we'll talk about it in the morning because I don't think arguing about it is gonna help anything. Fair enough. <sighs> sleep well, Safi. Thank you. And I walk out and I shut the door. Your food? No, my food's gonna be in my it's room, Drip. Right <laughs> I get my own food and I shut the door firmly. <laughs> Walk to my own room to eat my own food with utensils that are too big for my little hands. I think you might have made Safi a little bit upset, Drip. It might be your turn to make apologies. I'm sorry. We did our best, though. Um, should I just let her sit on it? For yeah, oh, pr probably best. Okay. <laughs> I figured. How to deal with a woman banger. <laughs> Do you remember when... You know, Petri was pouring water on the thing that was made of molten rock. No. <laughs> he was going already when I did that. It was pretty cool, though. It like sputtered and stuff. Did it work? Did no. It work? no. Unfortunately not. But this is the whole point. Perhaps wait till later. <laughs> oh, okay. And <laughs> a with that is going to start just sort of uh, taking a look at his crossbow and thinking about how in the world he could possibly make it as big as the other crossbow. <laughs> <laughs> and he's also going to be reciting the, the maxims that he had from Van Hael. Okay. Uh, is everybody going to go to sleep? Yeah. Yes. I, I am. Yeah, after, after it kind of quiets down and it gets dark, uh, Petrichor is lying in bed, uh, probably next to Drip, and he's kind of 
And uh, it's been quiet for a while, and some of you might be asleep. I don't know. You can decide that from, from amongst yourselves. But uh, Petrichor pulls out his pan flute and begins to play. Okay. Give me, give me a performance check. Okay. I'll give you a performance check. Ooh. That's why you use the spark. 19. Oh, man. Very nice. All right. What, is, uh, what does he perform? <clears throat> uh, just a little metagame. I have, well, no, it's fine. So he plays a little bit on his flute, and then he begins to sing in Draconic. So if you don't understand Draconic, Dang it. you don't know what this is. <laughs> I do. Okay, I'm going to preface this with, okay, I, I have to preface this. I am not an excellent singer. <laughs> nor am I an excellent writer. Dude, However, just do it. Just do it. also, Petrichor is not a bard, so I just want everyone to think that, have that in your mind. Oh, mossy timber, oh, mirthful place, shaded by great mountain's face. All of time you've not forgotten of every creature long since wrought in. Recite a fable of long ago before your rivers began to flow. Fill our ear with tale and myth. Share with us thy truest pith. O looming mountain, O mysterious spire, from your heart came beast of fire. Twas a dragon, strong and fierce, through the clouds his wing did pierce. Down below, folk foul and fair, Toward the sky would gawk and stare. No one knew from whence he came or ever saw his rumored claim. A burning fire behind his teeth, yet baleful fire burned not a leaf. Though to him rang hymns of praise, nothing drew great dragon's gaze. Many seasons Past in peace, many folk did live and cease. For one day there was no sound of wing on air heard from the ground. O soaring dragon, O scaled brute, why hast thou ceased thy pursuit? Do wing and bone wither and die, or on treasure do they lie? On such wealth only kings do stare, perhaps some copper you might spare. Under famine my people groan, perhaps your treasure you might loan. Will our fears we ever face and climb up to? Oh man, I'm jacked that one up. Will our fears we ever fight and climb up to your perilous height? There we would be glad to find that you indeed are good and kind. O mossy timber, O mirthful place, far from you I've been chased. O looming mountain, O mysterious spire, what is hid in time so dire? O soaring dragon, O scaled brute, toward you must I set my route. 
and then the the the, the flute picks back up. Hey, there, you go. <laughs> there you go. Nicely done. As you're singing this, um, y'all's door is lightly knocked on, and uh, you, uh, as the door opens, a so many ladies. The elder uh, looks in. And he says, "Sorry to wake, but which one is dropping?" <laughs> <laughs> you the whole thing? <laughs> Let me say it again. Uh, and then I'll I will uh, just kind of cock my head towards <laughs> Drip. And and then I I like open my eyes. I'm like I'm just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> oh, sorry. Um, and then I, I like kind of ignore that guy and look at uh, <laughs> Petricor. I'm like, that was great, Petricor. Thanks, I appreciate it. I wrote it myself. It's the same song that you heard earlier. It's got different words and I mixed it up a little bit, but it's basically the same. It sounds basically similar, very similar to the song that you heard before. Okay, cool. Now I look at the guy out there. I say, uh, you asking for drip? Yes, I am looking for the drip. I was wondering if I could grab him for a moment. You can't grab him, but he'll walk with you. That is enough. Okay. Uh, slowly stand up. Put my pants on. <laughs> I'm glad I'm not in there. That's why you have your own room. <laughs> <laughs> and then uh, I, I begin to walk. And he leads you out uh and on the way um he first hands you a small pouch of gold he's like this is payment for the delivery of the crossbow i assume you will split it amongst your friends it is uh, a thousand gold I was like, uh, th thanks i'm sure i'm sure we'll find some use for this who are you I am Elder Anakuno. Unakuno, okay. Uh, he is the one, he is the father of the daughter who is being, uh, oh, never mind, they walked out, forgot about that. Yeah. <clears throat> um, <laughs> sorry. Um, oh, uh, are you important around here? <laughs> I like to think so every now and then, but... Honestly, I am just a, another old man in this village. Hmm. What, what do you what do you do for it? Uh, long ago, I was a hunter and a warrior for this place. And now? Now, I just try to be a little bit of wisdom, especially in times of strife like this. How did you know? what to purchase and how to find the captain. I did not find your captain. I had a vague idea what I wanted to purchase and I went down to, kind of like looks around so no one hears, he's like, I went down to Port Carter, asked a few questions and then placed my water. It was a few months ago, eh, maybe a little, uh, maybe a little over a month. 
that I got word back from your captain that he would be the one to deliver once the package had arrived. But this is not why I asked you out here. Actually, I did not do it at all. And you realize now that he went on a weird meandering path through the village and led you right up to the medical tent where the captain is staying. He's like, he told me I might have to trick you to come and see him. And he pulls back the, the curtain on the hut and you can still see Hana asleep in her cot and the captain uh, still on his side, his eyes barely open. And I, I look at uh, the elder uh, with kind of distrust. I say, well, thank you, I guess. Um, and I walk in, say, I heard you, I heard you're not feeling so well. <coughs> it's cut the crap drip. I'm not leaving. You're, you're what? I'm not leaving. I'm been talking to the girl that's been helping me um you found well, a girl hey <laughs> hey if it was on better days maybe i would try but something tells me i won't be able to take on a really good date i mean i could help you plan something if that's what you're worried about what would you do drip you met her earlier she's snappy yeah but that's the kind of girl you like right a little bit. What would you do if you were to take her on a, on a date? Give me an idea. What would you do? Uh, well, I don't really know your tastes, but uh, you seem like you like adventure. Maybe a little roughhouse. So maybe. Uh... <laughs> <No>. <laughs> I'm sorry. Go, go. <laughs> I couldn't do it. <laughs> <laughs> now the captain dies of embarrassment. <laughs> oh gosh. I'm gonna mute. Go ahead. <laughs> Please continue. Uh, oh god, okay. I've done a little bit of rough housing and he kinda like catches what oh. you were saying and he's like Hey, put it not on the first date. It's a little quick. Wow! Okay. Um well, well, what I was making thinking is that you'd get some, uh, maybe get some food from maybe like scavenge around, find some um, nice flowers in in the jungle, and maybe you take her up on your ship and have a picnic. Maybe go at sunset. Hmm. I've heard, I've heard, uh, girls like that. That was actually my favorite part about being on the Harlequin. I would. Uh... Flyer just high enough that the breeze wouldn't be too bad, and I would step out on the top deck at sunset. It, uh, have a little whiskey, just some time to myself. There's nothing like being up in the air and just being free to go wherever you want, to do whatever you want to do. You get that, right? The independency. The <coughs> no one controlling you or telling you what to do. I, you understand that, right, Drip? I, I definitely did like that. Yeah. Um. Yeah, I mean, it's hard when people tell you what to do, especially when it, it's not something you really care about. Sometimes, I don't know. Sometimes you do what you have to, though, uh, for others. 
and uh, maybe maybe you do what she wants to do. Maybe that's what you do on your day. Is that what you're saying? <laughs> we're, we're not talking about the girl anymore. Babe, what, are we, what are we talking about? Babe, I'm talking about you and the rest of the crew. Look, I'm not... I'm not going to wake up. They already told me. What? what I'm you... dying, Thrip. I'm dying. I thought Safi helped you. She helped as much as she could. <clears throat> and more blood just splashes out. He tries to hold it back. Uh, only a little bit longer. But I wanted to talk to you. Because... Because I get you. I know it doesn't seem like it, but I, I do... I flew alone for a long time because I didn't want anybody else's responsibilities, anybody else's lives in my hand, or to have to listen to anybody, or do anybody thing that somebody told me to do. I wanted to fly by myself, to go where I wanted to go and see what I wanted to see. But I did that for too long, and I forgot what it was like to have people and friends and responsibility. I see that in you. You're smart. You're smarter than me. You're smarter than any of the rest. Probably too smart for your own good. But hey, we all got what we got. Well, Captain, if you had everything, what what changed? What changed? Why, why did you stop wanting to see the cruise? sunset by myself? I wanted to watch the sunset with friends. And to laugh again. I love the Harlequin, but she doesn't laugh at my jokes. <clears throat> well, they're not that great. <laughs> I'm just kidding. You're right. You're right. I don't do well with tense moments. I, we, it's almost over. I promise. Well, I mean... I know we've had our spats, but... I don't, I don't want you to die. Oh, trust me, I'm not looking forward to this either. But, come on, you fly around the world in a place filled with demons and monsters. Eventually, something's going to get you. And worse, something will get your friends. But, it doesn't have to be like that, Drip. You don't have to let them hurt your friends. So, and he reaches down... Uh, on the floor and he picks up his cutlass and he hands it to you uh, he says, this is for you I know you probably won't use it too much uh, fights aren't very fun that's why I never wore it I didn't want to fight either but sometimes you gotta especially for the things that you want and the things that you want to protect <clears throat> more blood is dripping out you can hear now more and more it's getting harder and harder for him to talk take it and do what you want with it drip but I suggest using it to keep the rest of them safe. Um, I have grown fond of them. They're a little goofy. I forgot what it was like to be around people of such interesting natures. What What do I... What do I tell them? They, they know you're hurt, but... Do you think they'll believe me that you just... told me to... stay with them? Look, so take Drip. the Harley Quinn and continue what you were trying to do. Uh, she's not mine anymore. Zarbo's got her key. Uh, 
I don't know what you're gonna do. You can walk away if you want. I wouldn't blame you. You don't own the Harlequin and you don't owe these friends anything. But don't do what I did. Don't be alone for so long. You you do something stupid like jump on an exploding pixie. Just to... I won't to do that. Yeah. <laughs> well, I can assure you this, Captain. We will continue to we'll continue to bring on your legacy whether that's shipping crates I don't, I don't know but I can see that these people are special and even if I wanted to be alone I don't think they would let me <laughs> so that's where I have to um, so I guess thanks Hey, don't ship too many crates. Go see something, something cool. Go places that the Harlequin hasn't gone yet. <clears throat> You're gonna have to beat my track record. I did travel a lot. <clears throat> oh yeah. Best my place. Suggestion? Where should Arak. I go? Go to Arak. Those cities are magnificent. Even though now they're destroyed and <clears throat> practically burnt to the pieces, but they're more magnificent than. Diana's Illid ever will be. Is there magic there? Oh, the Dragonborn? Ugh, everything they say is magic, my friend. Hmm. Sounds cool. Maybe go I'll... To the, uh... Go to the floating archipelago, to the... the, the <laughs> I don't know if the elves will let you stay, but... Floating islands? That's something else. I'm pretty persuasive. <laughs> I don't want to be. Yes, you are, Drip. Oh, and speaking of that, will you be using that hat much longer? He grabs it, and he kind of gestures you to get low. Uh, and I and I get on one knee. And he takes it, and he puts the hat on you and kind of nestles it down. Kind of uncomfortable as your ears kind of have to, like, work their way into a more comfortable position. But eventually it sits on top of you, this leather hat with a stiff brim, one side folded up with a feather uh, coming out of it. I take my finger and I put it across across the brim, like kind of sliding it mm -hmm. um, off. I'm like, seems nice. It was I my guess, favorite. I guess now I look more like a captain. Oh, that's a scary thought, Drippeam, Captain of the Harlequin. That's a lot of trouble in a phrase. <laughs> well, may not be the same captain as you, but. Do you think it may suit me? And you watch <clears throat> it. It is all of a sudden just really hacking. And I want to um, create uh, a minor, or I want to create a minor, uh, a silent illusion. I'll say, I guess I'll, I'll leave you with this, Captain. Um, and it's an illusion um, of all of us. Uh, um, kind of looking over him uh, longingly um, and say goodbye captain uh, and they all they all bow mm -hmm. and I begin to walk out and he says I didn't see Petricor but tell him for to thank you for carrying me one more time he'll appreciate that 
and he kind of like lets go of your hand. You watch him close his eyes and continue coughing for a moment. And as you step out, uh, Kari has been standing there waiting and she steps back in and she says, I will make sure his last few moments are soft. Thank you. He would appreciate that. And then I walk out. <laughs> and as you walk out, the words of Petrichor's song that he's singing again kind of like drift in through the door. Maybe Captain hears that, I don't know. It's mm. loud enough. The whole village all of a sudden uh, seems to be able to just gently hear uh, a very interesting, though draconic is a harsh language to your tune, it seems soft, and they can hear the longing for home and the longing for peace, and you can assume that it's drifted to the captain's ears. Sounds good. Drapim, as you stand there, you can look up into the sky and see the moon in its destroyed form, uh, a belt of uh, pieces, white and sparkling across the sky, one of which had given your home its name. Uh, the stars twinkle further out into the deep blackness. What would you like to do? I think at, at this point, I, I head back to the inn. Uh, I think I, I get a drink um, at, at the bar. Uh, with that, Anton already has one waiting. Uh, the elder, he said, make sure I had one of these. And he pulls out three more. He's like, ready for you and your friends. And he fills it all the way to the top. And uh, I, I, I start sipping on it. Uh, put my hat on the table, uh, and I, I start thinking of, of my friends uh, and the adventures that we've already gone on. Um, though happenstances uh, and a lot of mistakes and worries, um, he he begins to think of how he can he can protect them. And get them what they want at the same time. Um, how he can lead them well. And he starts nursing his drink, kind of like the captain did uh, on his night of, of punching grip. <laughs> and I think he, he's there for a while, um, thinking, contemplating. Um, and when he's done, uh, the drink he, he puts his hat back on and walks back to the room all right uh azarbo and petrichor you can hear the soft door opening and you see standing in front of you a familiar humanoid shape with his hat on a feather at the back but as the light catches it you see the almost mascara like <clears throat> pattern of Drabeam standing over you a bag of gold in one hand the cutlass in the other I think so you stole from the captain, took his money, his hat, and his sword. As much as I would like to say yes, no, I didn't. Uh, pretty sweet, though, right? Uh, and I take a look at the sword, and I, like, jab it in the air a few times. I'm not very good at this, but... Uh... Uh, uh, but... Of course. Oh, sorry, guys. I was going to say, but how did you come to have his hat, his sword, and money? 
Yeah, so from Petrichor's cot, you hear his uh, his pan flute playing, but it's not. It doesn't sound right, and it continues to to play the same note. And you realize that he's he's probably by this time fallen asleep, but his his snoring, his soft breath, is <laughs> is playing into the flute. <laughs> so there's just this like this dull like. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> With every inhale and exhale, a little note. Mm -hmm. I like it. Uh, well, your your beloved captain is is no more. Um, but you have a new captain. Uh, and I kind of like look up uh, into the side a little bit, and I say, "He's standing in front of you." Oh dear. <laughs> what? You don't like the look? I think the hat's nice. I think it's no, nice. no, the, the the hat is smashing, but that is not what I am uh, worried about. Um, oh. Uh, I. We should speak with the rest of them in the morning on this. Uh, you're right. I mean. I don't mean to be presumptuous, but he he did uh, he did give me this stuff. If that helps. Yes, but he gave me the key to the ship, so there is that. Does uh, okay. Uh, Pardon me. Oh, sorry. Yeah, we'll talk about the morning. <laughs> <laughs> okay, uh, and I'm gonna I start to go ahead. And with that, as uh, Azarbo, you lean back down on the little pad that he had made on the ground. Drabim, you uh, gently put the sword, lean it against the wall, take the hat off once more, uh, place it on top of the bed table, or the, the side table, and you drift off to sleep with a little... Doo, doo, <laughs> of, uh, Petrichor's pan flute. And that's where we'll call it tonight. Uh, Let's go. The feels, man. The feels. It's getting deep. It's getting real in here. That's good. What's going on, guys? Everyone needs to tone it down. Yeah, <laughs> yeah Brad, you have this thing where it's like as soon as I start really liking one of your NPCs, you kill them. <laughs> You've been well, taking some pages out of George R. R. Martin's book. No, I mean it's not about the NPCs. It's about y'all. So I don't, I don't want any. The captain, he's. <laughs> He was never supposed to be a major player. He is, is for whatever reason, he was always supposed to exit in some way, shape, or form or fashion because it's about y'all and y'all's adventures, not the captain. So <coughs> as, as lovely as I love Captain Day and Lux, uh, it, it was never never meant to be about him. You could have made him a butler, man. <sighs> <laughs> oh, that was great, though. Yeah, that is... All right. Um, by the way, Drabim, so you know, that is a plus one sword. It is technically magically enchanted. It is a plus one. Magic sword? Plus one long sword? It is, it is a cutlass, so it'll have a slightly custom-worked version of a, of a scimitar. I'll, I'll shoot you the, the stance. Oh, sweet. Sweet. Cool, man. All right. Um, thank you all so much for those who came and listened in and joined us. Uh, remember, you can find us on iTunes, Stitchers, Google Play, uh, and hopefully other places here soon. Um, 
So thank you. Thank you for joining in on this fun little adventure, even though it can be a bit of a tearjerker. Uh, thank you all. Um, but until we see you again, grab some dice, grab you some friends, and roll up some fun. See you soon.